Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at tommic.wixsite.com slash meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now on back to our service. Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. Amen. Amen. We're going to get into uh, Matthew 6. And we're going to be uh, on the 16th verse. We're going to be on the 16th verse. And we're going to be talking about fasting. We're going to get into some other things that Jesus is teaching. Now, uh, this is a, a time where Jesus is teaching the people about understanding who's leading them. And the leaders at this time were the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus is teaching the people that the Pharisees and the Sadducees aren't really what it do. Be careful about following them. Don't do what they do. Don't be who they are. What Jesus was doing was not a religion. What Jesus was doing was what the Father said do. Make it through. You know. 
Jesus said, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Don't do what the hypocrites do. He said, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. They look crazy on purpose. Why you looking all crazy? Why your face all the show? You don't know what I'm going through today. You don't know. You don't know. The devil out here, he busy. You know, people say that the devil busy. Like, like God ain't got nothing to do. I just. People say the devil busy like God ain't doing nothing. But. Jesus is saying, don't, don't look like you fasting. People shouldn't even know you fast. When you go on a fast, that's between you and God. You know, you don't have to look like what you're going through. You're going through a whole lot of bad turmoil. You don't have to look like you're going through a lot of bad turmoil. Right? You ever see on a show, you know, like a... In the movies and stuff, when, when bombs go off and then the people are all blown up looking and they walking around, tattered up clothes and stuff, looking all crazy, don't know which way to go. You ain't got to look like that. You didn't get blown up for real. Right? He says, truly I say unto you, all of this is Jesus talking to. Truly I say unto you. They have received their reward. The pat on the back and uh, it'll be all right. All of that. He said that's the only reward they're going to get because they're not getting one from my father. You don't get rewarded from God for trying to show off. You don't. God don't see that. Seventeen says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by the Father who is in secret. Now what does that mean? He said, anoint your head, pray. And, and then it says, and wash your face. What does washing your face represent? Washing your face means clean yourself up. When you walk into a room and you are cleansed and everything, you say how you doing, you know, people ain't gotta know you on fancy, they ain't gotta know what you're going through. See, too many times we tell people too much stuff about ourselves. And more than that, we tell the wrong people. We tell people that uses the things that we tell them against us. You see? We got too many of the wrong type of friends. And too many of the right type of enemies. 
You see what I mean? And your father who is see you in secret will reward you. You keep this between you and God, God gonna reward you outright. You see? It says that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, the reward that you get is going to be out in the open. Why is that? So if you're talking to God in secret about your um, fasting, why is God rewarding you outside? In public. Well, here's the thing. You keep it between you and God like you're supposed to. God is going to allow everybody to see the outcome. Everybody doesn't have to see the preparation. But God allows them to see the outcome. They don't need to see what you're doing and why you're doing it. But God gets the praise in it. And the glory in it. Once he shows people. What he's doing for you. Amen. Nineteen says. Do not lay up treasures for yourselves. On earth. Where moss and rust. Destroy and their thieves. Break in and steal. Now what does all of that mean? Do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth. We get too caught up in trying to um, lay up things in our natural life. We try to hoard things in our natural life. Keep all of these things on this earth. Jesus said, don't waste your time trying to keep stuff that is going to rust out, that is going to be stolen. You know how people get buried with their stuff? We know for a fact that people go back and dig that stuff up and steal it anyway. We got a whole desert of Egypt full of that. We got museums full of stuff that people had in their graves. They went and dug it up and was like, ooh, look what we found. Why would you go and disturb somebody's grave? He got buried with all this stuff. All this stuff got taken out of the grave when he died. So what was the point in burying it? Doesn't matter now. Not only, it's so funny because, especially when it comes to Egyptian artifacts, not only do they put the stuff on display, if the mummy itself is in good condition, they display him too. So you become a trinket just like your stuff. Is that crazy? Twenty-one says, "For where your treasure is, there is your heart will be also." 
So if your treasures is all about getting money, I'm all about getting paid, I'm all about the channel, I'm all about getting paid, I'm all about my money, then that's all you're going to be about. And you can't be about heavenly things because money ain't going to matter there. You can't pay your way into heaven. You can't pay your way into eternal life. I don't care how much money you have here. Once you die, somebody else going to get it. If you don't leave your money to nobody, then the bank going to take it. Either way, it's not yours anymore. You see? You don't get to take it into eternity and then cash it in for eternal money. Eternity cash. No such thing. I want to take in all of these American dollars for this eternity cash. Trade it in for the bank. Can't do that. That stuff don't mean nothing. Because at the end of the day, God going to ask you how many souls did you bring to heaven. It, it ain't even going to matter how many businesses you have, how much money you got, how many stocks you have, how much money you didn't put up, and all the jewels and gold and all of that stuff. He's going to ask how many people did you bring to Christ. You see what I'm saying? Twenty-two says, "The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If you can see spiritual things, then your whole body is healthy. But if you're still blinded and you believe that your money is the end-all, be-all of everything, and, and your wealth and the." And your car, and, and this is as good as it gets. Then you're gonna die in vain. You're fooling yourself. Twenty-three says, but if you, if your eyes is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. As if you're blinded. If you're blind, you can't see nothing. And from a spiritual standpoint, you don't see anything outside of your world. You only believe that what I got going on is all I need to know. My life is all about me, and you just pat yourself on the back, look in the mirror, and say, I am good to go. You know? We do. give ourselves too much credit for nothing. Jesus himself says, I do nothing of myself. If Jesus himself says he does nothing of himself, how much more do you believe that you can do by yourself? You go home, you look in the mirror and say, you know, hey, look at me. You know? Who has two thumbs? Who's doing great by himself? This guy. No. No, that's not how 
24 says, no one can serve two masters. <clears throat> For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, Jesus himself tells you, you can't serve God and money. Well, maybe I can balance it. No, Jesus says you can't serve God and money. He didn't say you can't serve God or money. He said, and you can't do both at the same time. You got to either be all about your money or you got to be all about God. Well, I can be about God and my money. Jesus said you can't serve both. But see, what we don't realize and what we forget is if we are in Christ and if we love God, God will give us money. But we don't see that. We either say, well, we got to get this money on our own or um, we're going to stay with God. But too many of us try to stay with God and we're going to hold on to this money because what's going to happen is one is going to be more important than the other. Right? One is going to be more important than the other. This is why Jesus tells us you can't love God and money. You can't. Because somewhere along the line, what's going to happen when the business deal needs to go down on a Sunday and you can't make it to church? That means that became more important than going to church and praising God. You see what I'm saying? For people that are in Christ, that's not an option. <laughs> I'm going to praise God. I understand in my house, I have to praise God because God is the reason why I have everything I have. If I stop praising Him, it's just like the gasoline in your tank. He's that fuel. You can have a car. You can have the best car. You can have a million dollar car with gold trimming and everything. But if you don't have any gas in it, you ain't going nowhere. Right? You can have a white car, sparkling silver, platinum rims, all of this stuff golden key but you ain't got no gas so now it's just a big paperweight you just look pretty in the yard so without God's fuel your life is just ruined it's nothing so you have to allow God the Bible says Seek ye first, but seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Right? And all of these things will be added unto you. So if you get in there and the, and the scripture starts out, but seek ye. But seek ye. Because when you come up with an excuse why you can't, he says, but seek ye the kingdom. Well, I can't because I got to get this money. But seek ye the kingdom first. No, well, I got to do this. I got these business deals. I'm trying to get this thing going on. But seek ye the kingdom first. You seek the kingdom first. 
God says, I will add these things unto you. Look for me first. Come to me first. Why do we come to God first? Because he's the reason why you're going to get it all in the first place. If you watch and you pray and you do what God tells you to do, he'll give you the things that you want and that you desire. But if you leave him out of the equation, your life is going to fall apart. Amen. Amen. No one can serve two masters. Jesus says in 25, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on, is it not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They never sow, nor reap, nor gather in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He's talking about the, the birds you see outside. They fly around. Right? They fly around. You never see them going gathering food. You never see them going, going to different places, doing this, that, and the other. But somehow... They live on. <laughs> Somehow, they're not starving. So the Lord is saying, in so many words, allow God to take care of you. Because you're going to be okay. But you have to allow him to do that. So you can see to trust God. A lot of people can't trust God with, they, uh, with their lies. Because they believe that they have to do it on their own. And they believe that they've been doing it on their own for the longest. When the reality is God has been keeping you. He said, you never see these birds reaping or sowing or gathering in barns and stocking up food. You'll never see a, a bird going his, going his nest and digging into a refrigerator and got food. <laughs> you never see that. They get fed daily. Once they eat, they go out and find another meal later. They don't have food stored up. They go in there and they got a whole little thing of worms just waiting to be devoured later. They don't have that. Right? right? He said, and yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? He said, you are more valuable than the birds. So how much more will God do for you if he'll do that for the birds? 27 says, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? You so worried about that getting money? You so worried about doing all of this and uh, uh, getting stocks and and, and and building your portfolio and all of this stuff? You so anxious to get out there and make this money? Jesus said, "How many hours can you add to the day for yourself?" None. 
and while you're doing all of that, it becomes a distraction. And you've been wasting your time. And some of us have been hustling for years, and you are no better off than you was when you started. And you can think back and look back 10 years ago, some of us 20 years ago, and see you are no better off than you was when you started. Because you did it your way, you didn't trust God, and you believe this is the only way, and this is the only way you know. And that's what you stick into. Because that's what everybody's telling you, and that's all you know. In the meantime, God is in the background just saying, well, I'm waiting on you. And whenever you want to do this the right way, you let me know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. How pretty a lily is. He said, why are you worried about your clothes? Because I got to look nice. I got to present myself nice. I got to dress to the nines, Jack. People still say Jack, man. No. No, people still don't say Jack. No. No, people still say Jack. No. Old man. They don't say Jack. Well, you, you get the point. <laughs> You got dressed to the nines. You're wearing your alligator shoes. People still wear alligator shoes. Alligator shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever all these people wear nowadays. Nowadays clothes is ridiculous. I can't even go to the men's department. In no store. They got Sweaters over their shoulders, all around their hips. I'm like, where's the men's department? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the men's department look like the women's department. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Soon it's just going to be a department. Ain't going to be no men's or women's department. This is gonna be a department. You just go pick out whatever you want to wear. Man, clothes is bad. Thirty says, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, He will not much more clothe you. How much more God will clothe you? He said Solomon had all of this glory upon him, but he didn't look as best. He still didn't look as good as a lily. A lily is a plant. Solomon was the richest man in the world. He owned everything. All the money, all the wisdom. And Jesus says, a lily is more red than he is. I don't even know how to even fathom that 
say Jesus explained it. And he gets all into the technical parts of how this lily came to be. And how much more it means than Solomon's wealth. But we, we, we take on too much uh, natural things and we put too much stock in it. We think that our, these natural things that we, that we need or we think we need or we just want is so important and we forget about the God that gives it to us. so close the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven he will not will he not much more clothe you oh you of Sorry, little faith I don't know the answer to this one, but I'm we'll have enough faith in to believe that Jesus will do what he say he gonna do or what God say he gonna do therefore do not be anxious saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seeking, seek after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them all. People that ain't in Christ, this is what they seek. They believe this is all it is. I need to get this money. I need to go get, I need to go shopping. I need to do this. This is everything. This is a, Jesus is talking about everything that Hollywood is all about. Right? What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? All of this stuff. He said this is what the Gentiles think. In our day, this would be people out of Christ. This is what all they think about all day. He says, but first, and we talked about this early, in 23, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and we have to seek his righteousness. See, we seek God, but then we don't seek his righteousness. We want to know God, but we don't want to know how to to be Christ-like. You see what I'm saying? I want to know Christ, but you don't want to do what Christ did. He says, once you do this, once you seek me, then you, then you seek the righteousness of God, which means... You start doing what obeying God and doing what God say do. Then he says, and all these things will be added to you. Got to give them to you. He has no problem giving them to you because you're obedient. 34 says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Man, I got to get this. I got to do this tomorrow. Tomorrow I got this thing going on. I got to get ready for this. I got to get ready for that. It don't say don't look forward to tomorrow. It said just don't be anxious for it. Why? It says for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. It don't need you. <laughs> it's got enough to worry about on its own. It don't need you to worry for it. Right? Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
let tomorrow worry about tomorrow because tomorrow got its own problems. Tomorrow. You need to get saved for today. And this walk is a one day at a time walk. It's not once you get it, then you're good to go. You just walk off into the sunset and then you just, you're good. Because then that means you can do any old thing and then you're still going to heaven and that's a lie. You can get saved today and go to hell tomorrow. You can get saved that morning and go to hell later on that evening. You see? This walk is continual. That's what repentance is for. We can't uh, take for granted who we are in Christ. We can't. So, as we see how Jesus was talking to these people, he was trying to get them to understand that these things in this world is not going to last. But your soul is everlasting. Now, what do you want to do with your everlasting soul? Do you want to go to everlasting darkness? Or do you want to go to everlasting eternity with Christ? One way or the other, you're going to end up in eternity. It's just up to you where you want to go. Some people might say, well, I don't believe in God. It doesn't matter, because you're still going to go to one of the two places. You don't have to believe in God. But you'll find out at the end what the truth is. So the point is, do you want to go to everlasting eternity with God, or do you want to go to everlasting hell? Because the spiritual world is everlasting regardless. So which do you choose for yourself and yourself? And you should have more respect for yourself and yourself to want to do something about it. Jesus tells us in this scripture where this scripture is so important to let you know that these things will pass away that you think is so important on this earth right now. you are missing the most important thing and that's being in Christ and you're saving your soul. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Alright, I hope you got something out of this. Because these things are important. These things are uh, put here for our learning. Just the Bible said. Amen? Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these holy scriptures today. We thank you for allowing us to see Jesus talk to the people and get them to understand that these things will pass away. That there is nothing more important than being in Christ so we can save our souls. And that these things of this world will pass away and we and we shouldn't take a lot of stock in them. Understand we cannot serve God and money. Father, we thank you for revelation knowledge, and we thank you for 
giving us our wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. We thank and praise your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins and giving us a chance at everlasting life. We thank and praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we say, Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Washington of Meeting Holiness Ministries. For more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.